My talk today, uh, I was asked to talk about uh, weapons of mass destruction and uh, genocides uh, in the context of the Americas, specifically uh, genocide against indigenous people and the use of weapons of mass destruction in relation to to those genocides. Uh, but what I would like to do is to uh, basically contextualize uh, these events in relation to Western modernity and coloniality. Uh, so before going into some of the details about genocides uh, in, of indigenous people in the Americas, and we should say also African people uh, in the context of the Americas, I would like to talk about the following. I would like to talk about what are the conditions of possibility for uh, the mental setup of genocide, okay? What are the structures of thinking and knowledge that are deployed. I think we need to tackle that. Uh, if you watch carefully before the European colonial expansion and after too, but specifically before, there were many coexisting civilizations uh, around the world. And those civilizations, whatever critiques we might have of this let's put it this way, pre-modern civilization, none of them has been as destructive of life in general, understood as not only human life, but also non-human life. That is life in all its different dimensions and the different species, okay? If you watch carefully in uh, these civilizations, there was a notion, a holistic notion, if you want to use that term, that I find it problematic, but it's unfortunately one of the few words I found to communicate what I'm trying to say. When I say holistic notion, I'm talking about this idea that uh, you could find that in Pachamama among indigenous uh, communities in South America, you could find that in the concept of Tawit in Islam, you could find that in Ubuntu in, in Africa, in, in Bantu uh, cosmologies, in, you could find it in many, many cosmologies around the world, the idea that human beings coexist with other forms of life and that we are all under a unity with difference. That is, we are all inside a cosmos, okay? A, a cosmos in which we all share a life in the planet. And, and part of the message is the idea that whatever you do in terms of relation with other forms of life, it has to be done in a 
in the proper way. That is, uh, uh, the word nature as such do not show up in these other cosmologies. Uh, I would say that this word nature that emerged with the, formation, with the European colonial expansion after 1492 and the emergence of the modern world, uh, this, this word nature forms part of a dualism, a cosmological understanding of the world as a dualistic structure where nature is always conceived as an inferior form of life or just an object exterior to the human. You could see that in the Cartesian vision very clearly. Uh, Descartes, René Descartes, you know, the philosopher of 17th century, he coined it very clearly there. But this dualism goes back to Christendom. When I say I'm talking about Christendom, not Christianity. Christendom is when Christianity becomes state ideology. And that goes back to Constantine in the fourth century when they invented the notion of Trinity as opposed to Unitarian Christianity that has the notion of Tawit there too or Pachamama or these cos you know, cosmological notions of unity with difference. When Constantine the emperor became basically, he became Christian. He turned the Roman Empire into a Christian empire. He has to change the theology because there was no way that with the notion of unity with difference, they will be able, he will be able to resacralize the empire. Part of the reason he turned into Christian was because of the challenge of the Unitarian Christian movement that was an anti-imperialist movement. It was fighting the Romans and the emperor by saying, God is beyond. You're not God. God is beyond. That is the notion of Tawit, that uh, no, we are all sacred with a small t, but nobody is sacred with a capital, I mean, a small s. Nobody is sacred with a capital S. We're all sacred because we are all part of the creation, all forms of life. And therefore, uh, there is a, a relation with life and with a, a, the cosmos that have the principle of sacredness there and respect to the different forms of life, etc. At the same time, that there is the acknowledgement that even though we are all created by that divine force, nobody is that force, which immediately takes you into the notion of critique to idolatry. You know? And so that radical critique to idolatry was basically saying to the Roman Empire, eh, you're, not, you're not God. You don't have the sacredness of that force, divine force. Okay? And so immediately, that message was subversive, anti-imperialist against the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was losing a lot of credibility in the eyes of the people at the time. So here comes the movement called Unitarian Christianity, which by the way, uh, for many of the actors, they conceive of themselves as part of Judaism, or let's say as a sect within Judaism, because they didn't have the idea there that Christ was the son of God or anything like that. They just saw Jesus Christ as a prophet. 
this idea that Jesus is the Son of God, Trinitarian Christianity, he comes in the fourth century with Constantine, when he, he said, you know, you cannot beat them, join them. You see? Now, he joined them, but then he had to change the theology because the theology was not going to allow him to resacralize. So he comes up with the idea of the Trinity and the dualism of God, of the, of the emperor, this analogy that, that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I, the emperor, I, I, I fulfill the same role as Jesus. I'm the son of God, representative of God on earth. And that was the, the, the message. That's why they, they turned Jesus Christ into son of God and then to make the analogy that Constantine, the emperor, was also a sacred because he's the representative and son of God on earth. That was the, the, the idea. It's, it was a political move, we know that, to create an illodatric political power. That's Christiandom. That's not Christianity, that's Christiandom. Now, that dualism turns into the goods and the bads. Goods and the bads. Anything that is related to and pushed into these other forms of life is called let's say, to, to, to what we call nature in the West, okay, uh, will be turned into evil. So anybody experimenting with that immediately is turned into suspect of being evil. That's why they burn alive a lot of the scientists of the time, etc. So, so you, you're, Christian, you're fall into a long-term uh, long of obscurantism at the time. And the goods were the people of the empire that are representative of the spiritual world, and anything that is different is immediately turned into evil. That's why they persecuted everybody who were not Christian, you know, of other spiritualities, you know, from Jews to other groups at the time, Christ Unitarian Christian, you name it. And uh, they thought on themselves as the spiritual force and the others as the evil. So they created this dualism of evil and spiritual, okay? Evil is always pushed outside the spiritual. It was anybody who was seen as different, etc. And the same thing with, with natural forces was seen also as part of the evil world that belonged to Satan, that belonged to Satan. Now, that dualism was later secularized with Descartes with the Western modern project, where then they turn nature, human, as this dualistic space where the human have the privilege and anything they call nature is outside the human, outside life, and they are either ob turned everything into objects from humans to other forms of life, or turn them into inferior forms of life, okay? Now, why I'm going through this? Because here you have the logic of genocide here. Any technology that you build along the rationality of nature here, human here, and nature as a means towards an end, have the seeds of the rationality of destruction of life. Because you haven't thought about reproducing life. You're thinking about, you destroy that, it won't affect you because you are exterior to it, okay? It's a dualistic notion. And, and then it's a means toward another end. And this is the, why the technology that the West has built over centuries is so destructive of life in general in the planet to the point that the ecological disaster we're in 
is related to these concepts that are cosmological understanding. Very different. What if we have technology built upon the notion of Pachamama or Tawit or other holistic notions? Then you have there where, where that they call nature is not exterior to the human, okay, but is a, a form of life that coexists together with the human inside a unity with difference, the cosmos, and therefore you destroy that, you destroy yourself, and therefore you have to, to have a different rationale, but it's not a means towards an end, it's an end in itself. Therefore, any technology you build around that rationality will have there the seeds of reproduction of life. So I'm making this argument because what happened in the 16th century, uh, in the long 16th century with the colonization of Al-Andalus, late 15th century and colonization of the America, is that now, they push, they create an ontological difference between some humans and some people they will call animal-like, okay? It began with the question of if you have a soul or not. Later, later it went on into color, okay? Uh, skin color uh, uh, and religious identity and so on, okay? So the marker is secondary. What is important is that they created structures of uh, superiority, inferiority along the line of the human. And so they immediately put indigenous people down in the, in the, in the animal-like world, zone of non-being, and they put Africans in the same place, and they start, and then other forms of life that we call in the West nature, quote unquote, uh, were also pushed to that place as inferior forms of life. So once you have that rationality, where now, Western man thinks of himself with the move of Descartes, where he puts now the new authority of knowledge in this I. I think, therefore, I exist. This I turns in, into an idolatric I because he says this is a God I view in his writings. So he's saying this I is going to produce a knowledge. I think, therefore, I am or I exist that is equivalent to God. It's God-like. So here you have a rationality that already makes some human beings disposable, animal-like, and nature, the, the concept of nature, it, are, they are pushed into this concept of nature together with other forms of life that are inferior to Western forms of life. So I'm saying this because we need to also target in, in the, the genocidal logic Okay, of Western civilization and European colonial expansion. If we don't tackle that, we're going to be fighting genocide and then we get another one and another one. Not only that, after 500 years, we've been so colonized by these notions that now you don't need a Western man to do it. Now you could have people with a brown face or black face, okay, or non-Western face doing it because they have internalize the whole paradigm, genocidal paradigm of the West. That is, I call it genocide because the moment you put other forms of life as inferior, including human life as inferior to the to Western forms of life, then there you have the formula for being able to think about creating weapons of mass destruction, okay, here is the rationality behind the weapons of mass destruction, where it's this dualism. I come from University of California, Berkeley, and there the Defense Department is trying to build what they call the ecological nuclear bomb. 
what is that? Ecological nuclear bomb. Because they're thinking that, is a, they're fooling themselves. They think that they can throw a bomb in a city and won't affect anybody else. That they are going to develop a technology where they can, and then it won't affect the ecology of the planet, the rest of human life, and other forms of life. They think they throw it there. I mean, it's crazy when you think about it. Because it's a, the dualism at its ultimate expression, that thinking that made you believe that you could, somewhere or another, throw a nuclear weapon in a place, and then you're going to insulate, it's going to be insulated from the rest of the planet. What is this? But this is the roots of this genocidal logic, is this arrogance of this uh, idolatric eye that once take God away and put themselves in the place of God, Western man begins to decide which forms of life deserve reproduction and which forms of life deserve to be exterminated. This is the, the paradigm that we need to tackle when we think about genocide. And the, the, the sad thing of the story is that because they have destroyed all the other civilizations throughout the period of 500 years, that notion I was talking to you about, a holistic notion that have a complete different understanding between the human and other forms of life, between human and humans, that was destroyed too. And now we are all in this planetary Western civilization in which we are all, uh, in a sense, colonized by these ideas and reproducing them in the name of some kind of authentic Islam or authentic Aymara or authentic whatever. Because the colonization hit also the cosmologies, the theologies, and the conceptions of the people colonized. And now you have recycling of these ideas that have transformed, in a sense, in a destructive way, the old ways of thinking and relating with other forms of life. And this is where now, in the colonization of the Americas, uh, you're going to see the application, implementation of technologies of weapons of mass destruction early on in the colonization. For example, in the battle, seven years battle, mid-19th century, between the French and the British to conquer, they were fighting each other to conquer North America. The French had only 60,000 settlers there, while the British have already two million. So population-wise, the the French were at a disadvantage. What did they do? They recruit a lot of indigenous people into their armies to fight against the British. And what, did the, what was the response of the British? In, in, a, in a fort in mid-18th century, Fort Brit, in Fort Brit, it was encircled by the, the French forces where they have indigenous people in their army. The general, the general of the British army order to put blankets, to give blankets to the indigenous people with smallpox in it, okay? Contaminated with smallpox. When he gave the order, the captain of the, of the, of the force said, don't worry, I'm already doing it, okay? And I'm saying this because this was a weapon of mass destruction that later was also deployed by the American army in their wars against what is called in the his American history, the Indian Wars, okay, in the late 19th century, where they also deployed the same technology. 
okay, to exterminate indigenous people uh, in the war of extermination against indigenous populations in North America. So what is it or what is the mentality that it takes for people to think, you know, to, to, to have the arrogance of taking decisions such as this of exterminating life, uh, human life and other form of life just like that, that is behind is this, the epistemology of weapons of mass destruction, okay? And that is the Western concept, dualistic concept that split the human from the rest and creates inside this, the human already a hierarchy of people who are human and non-humans. And the non-humans are pushed to the side of nature. You see, and nature is just an instrument or a means towards an end. It's not an end in itself, so it's disposable. So with this non-ethical epistemology, you have here the the, the foundations of uh, the way in modern times genocides happen, okay? And we need to identify these things clearly, where they're coming from, etc. because one of the strategies of the West is say, oh, you know, climate change and all these ecological disasters, oh, we humans are so bad. We destroy the planet, but it's funny because when it's about achievements of the West, then they say, oh, it's Western civilization, it's the West. But if it's about the failures, they say, oh, the human. It's the human who is, has, is at fault here. No, we need to call it in a clear way. This is Western civilization. We are today inside a planetary civilization. There's no more civilization outside the West today. We are all colonized by that to the point that now you don't have to have a white man doing genocide. Now you have many people around the world internalizing this logic like the brother this morning who was talking about China, where now you have Chinese uh, elites who has internalized to uh, the Western paradigm and now doing crazy stuff with the environment, with other human beings, and you name it. And this could happen with anybody today, because today we are under a single planetary civilization. We've all been colonized by it, and somewhere or another, we have the West inside ourselves. So part of decolonization is not only fighting external outer structure, but also fighting inner structure. And this, have to be to, this has to be done at the same time. Otherwise, you're going to fight outer structure without dealing with this inner structure. You're going to repeat again everything you're fighting against. So you're going to supposedly emancipate from a Western colonial or neo-colonial project, but then if you haven't decolonized yourself, you know, your heart and your mind, you, you're just going to repeat again everything you're fighting against. So, uh, time's up. Thank you very much. Thank you.